What's up, guys? Thanks for tuning in to the second episode of In-Flight Entertainment, a Seat When I Travels podcast. My name is Colton Smiley. Today's a super exciting episode. I have Nonstop Dan, otherwise known as Daniel Gaz, a Swedish-based travel vlogger who is obsessed with aviation as much as I am. He is one of the biggest aviation YouTubers on the platform, and I'm so happy he came on the pod today for one of the most exciting episodes of the season. We take a deep dive into our travels past, as well as discuss the future of what it's going to be like traveling after the coronavirus. Him and his boyfriend, Oscar, were traveling full-time before the pandemic hit, and it's so interesting to hear what they're going to do in the future. Also, one thing I want to note before we start this podcast, this was recorded on Zoom. He is in Sweden. I am in the U.S., and the audio isn't perfect, but I am working to make it better. Um, and make sure you guys let me know if you have any tips on making Zoom calls a little bit easier. Um, but anyways, guys, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and enjoy the episode. Stop, Dan. YouTube channel. How's it going, Dan? Hello, hello, everybody. Oh, and now Oscar and Dan, the YouTube channel. Yes, exactly. It's not here right now, but <laughs> yes. <laughs> are you guys still gonna like? Are you still making videos on that channel, or are you kind of um, waiting? So, so the reason I wanted to create it was that we decided um, to travel to well as many countries as possible before we kind of want to settle down because we've been having this urge to have a slightly more permanent place to be and we're just like oh shit if that's how we feel now we better hurry up to get to as many places as possible before the process is even slower so then we'd been to 50 countries when we decided this wow. and we're just like uh it would be really great to have a video diary kind of of our travels so i know i didn't really want that channel to be anything other than a diary oh which also means that um my process has been very slow <laughs> so, <laughs> so when it comes to editing and stuff i've just been like yeah i'll come to it i have all the footage you know yeah um, so yeah i have still some videos from our travels earlier this year um and we'll see i really want to keep documenting our travels through video because i think it's so much fun um so yeah and those videos Hopefully. are so good i love them thank you thank you yeah so much. it's so cool seeing you guys together like on your own channel because yeah and, and it's not so like av geek because like i love all the av geek stuff of course <laughs> but like yep. the yep. travel side of it's also super cool because i feel like people really enjoy like the double the two sides exactly. of it you know and poor oscar gets so like uh shunned on my youtube channel by me when it's about airplanes because i'm like you don't know what you're talking about so it's nice when he gets you know to throw in tiny comments but um well, i, so I want to give him a bit more of a voice as well yeah it's so funny though like you would just be like say hi and he's just over there in the corner yeah. but now he like is like a spotlight on that channel so that's super cool yeah. um so what's what's it been like when you guys are home like how has being home all the time been for you because it's different for everyone it is yeah I think that honestly I feel lucky that um Oscar and I get to travel all the time so that when we have to stay home it doesn't feel like you know we're missing our one big trip of the year or we're really losing out on our freedom because we've been traveling so much for the past yeah. few years that coming home in a way is very nice because now we can eat all the food we miss at home and we can cook as much as we want we can really just 
spend days on end in the house or in the garden without worrying yeah. about, oh, we have to go out and explore and all this stuff. So as much as we love traveling, I, I don't mind this. And in a way, it's nice since everyone else who does like flight reviews and that kind of stuff is also on a standstill. So I don't have to feel like, oh, I have to go out and Competing. record videos. Everyone just has the same situation. Yeah. So it's like, okay. Unless you, can, pressure. unless you can get on uh, freight flights somehow. But yeah. yeah. Subtle shade. Subtle shade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then position to the freight oh, flights. Yeah. That's, yeah. How does that just happen? Exactly. I don't know. But, <laughs> um, but yeah. So, I mean, I've been following. I'm in the U.S. So, like, I've been following kind of like the world's way they've been taking on the whole covid thing and like i feel like sweden is kind of just like eh. like i know that's the way it's portrayed here is you guys are just kind of like <laughs> business as usual like yeah but has totally. it been different or is it like crazy social distancing stuff no it's so eerily business as usual especially when you watch the news and you see what it's like in other countries and then you go out like i leave the house here and i'm like what what is going on it looks like a normal day and there's so much cognitive dissonance because i expect to see people distancing right. and i expect to see other things but it's mostly like normal some restaurants have like more limited hours they've closed off tables um and obviously sweden does have like a slightly worse um covid situation than neighboring countries but um i mean i think the general population is still quite happy that the entire spring yeah we've been able to live quite normally instead of being locked in. So that's so good. Um, it's a trade-off. We'll find out if it was worth it. But from my perspective, I really don't mind having been here. Okay. That's good. I mean, why not? If you're going to be somewhere, <laughs> might as well be somewhere. It's pleasant. Exactly. And at first I was like, what is wrong with Sweden? They really need to like get a grip. Every other country in the world is, you know, taking such strong action but now as time has gone on, it's like, well, now look at what's happening in other countries. People are going crazy. Yeah. And here, you know, it's been kind of calm. So That's so good. It's like been like one note because, I mean, like firsthand in the U.S., it's not yeah. fun. It sucks. Like, yeah. but it's Arizona, because I live in Arizona. So like yeah. our state only had lockdown for like a month. Oh, like, okay. We were really, we were like one of the last states to do the stay-at-home order. Yeah. And then we were like one of the first to like relieve it. So nice. I had friends already going out to like bars and stuff oh like three weeks yeah. ago. So yeah. everybody kind of was like cooped up for a minute and then it just like went back to normal. Yeah. So like we went out to dinner last night. Like that hasn't, that doesn't like happen. You know, it's, it's so nice. Bizarre. Yeah. But it's so nice. It oh, a hundred percent. I enjoyed my vegan pizza 10 times more than I usually would. Awesome. <laughs> Where did you go? Is it like a chain? Or? there's no there's this well kind of there's this like collective of restaurants here called yeah. uh fox restaurants okay and there's this one called true food where everything on the menu is organic they it's like everything's local and awesome. it, they have this yeah and it's right by my house like we can walk there so it's yeah. it's so nice and like i was craving it so i was like we have to go because <laughs> i i always love going like when i'm in the u.s to go to those trashy build your own pizza places where you get the base and then you choose every topping those. it's just so fun to create exactly what you want and you can't get that anywhere else so you really you know, can't no but like it. uh there's one i actually went there for lunch the other day it's called mod pizza they mm. have literally i was like can i get a small pizza it was literally this big it was like in the u.s like, what it was 17 dollars 
yeah, sell. I would that's always, U.S. prices right there. That's dangerous because when I'm in the U.S., I always expect like normally when Oscar and I travel, we usually order three dishes so that we can share one and then we'll guaranteed be full. But in the U.S., that's like the one country where I generally only order one dish per person because it's huge it's normally so big yeah and then it's it's always such a shock like i remember when we lived in the u.s we just got completely used to it but then when like when i came back i was like what the heck this yeah. is so you just <laughs> lift the plate and it's like this is not normal <laughs> or like you get a drink in europe and there's like two cues yeah. of ice yeah like that was like probably the ultimate culture shock for me when i went to europe i was like there's no ice in this. And I was like, can I get more ice? And they bring back like one cube. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's so but, much more minimalist. Definitely. I love it though. Um, you're actually like the third person to say that who I've recorded the podcast with. They're like, yeah, the grocery stores, there are like a 16th of the size of the ones in the US. Like, yeah, it's crazy. But you, yeah. you lived in San Francisco, right? I did. Yes. And you loved it? I, uh, at first it went, it was kind of like a, um, a roller coaster. So it started very good. I was like, oh my God, I'm living in San Francisco. I was so excited about the idea. But then I started realizing that San Francisco has so many problems with it's homelessness awful. and inequality and yeah. just, and it's dirty. And I was like, this is hell. So for a few months, I hated it. I wanted to go home. But then I came back after Christmas and somehow I just saw it in a completely different light. I saw that there's so much nature in the city, which I suddenly like loved and appreciated so much. I realized that you can take a 20 minute Uber and you have the most amazing hikes all around the city and yeah. greenery. And there's so many amazing restaurants and like the people and the food. So when I left, I really, really loved it. And I feel like if I go back, I'll see those sides again. But I guess in general, my experience with like living in different places is that always after the first few weeks, you tend to kind of start seeing all the bad sides and you yeah. really focus on them. And it takes a while before you rediscover what makes the place special. Yeah. Um, so yeah, San Francisco was definitely... Uh, SF is one of those I places. It. Yeah, it's one of those places. Like when you're there, you're kind of miserable. When you leave, you love it. And like yeah. <laughs> every time, because like I'm used to dirty cities in the US. Like that's just, mm -hmm. I'm used to it. But yeah. like the first time I went to San Francisco, I was like, oh, it's not glamorous. Yeah, it's it's a lot of hills, a lot of trash, and a lot of problems. Yeah, yeah. and then you leave it and you like go back and you're like, wait, it's awesome. I think <laughs> exactly. I exactly. Yeah, yeah, but I honestly I think I like it because of the airport the most. Like, yeah, oh my I God. love SFO. Yeah, I felt so lucky living there out of all the U.S. airports that that was my airport. That Seriously, I was in LAX, and I had to stand for like thirty minutes just to reach one terminal. The worst. Know? The worst. Yeah. Well, that's funny because I actually, when I was in LAX, like probably I think in January, um, I was like, oh, let's go to this lounge. Like we have like two hours to wait. We walked across the entire airport and it was closed. No. Wait, yeah. What, were you flying out of Thomas Bradley or something? Or no, was... I was, no, I was flying out of like Terminal 4. I was coming home. Okay. But then I walked all the way to Tom Bradley and it was closed. <laughs> and I was just like. Uh. Like yeah. I wasted all that energy, but that's just LAX. It's, it's like it's totally hit or miss 24 seven. But yeah, yeah, SFO is fantastic. Like it is. I, I have spent many an hour in that Centurion lounge. In yeah. that next lounge. <laughs> and it's also so fun to live in a city that has so many alternative airports. Like Oakland is almost as far and you can check different airlines, different fares. Yeah. And if, you know, 
if you're really desperate, you can fly from San Jose and then it's yeah. even cheaper and you can get there by train or something. So I love it. Yeah, I love San Jose. Yeah. The, the drawback of San Francisco is that there's not too many like really good airlines that fly there. And I really felt uh, like the, one of the biggest thing, the pr- things that prevents me from moving to California is that it feels so isolated from kind of connections to the rest of the world living in Europe. I feel like on the one yeah. side, I have the US on the other side, I have Asia, and I can just, you know, go there quite quickly in seven or eight hours to each place. You're so in lucky, like 10, 11 hours to get to Asia or Europe. Yeah, which makes it a lot, um, lot tougher. <laughs> yeah. And I, I feel that being a West Coaster, like, yeah. anytime I'm going to travel somewhere, I got to commit. Because yeah. like, I'm like, I know I'm going to have probably a 14 hour flight ahead of me. Or like mm. 10 to 14 hours. So I just might as well, you know, go yeah. for a month because it, <laughs> exactly. it's not worth it. But yeah. um, your dad lives in New York, right? Yeah, he lives okay. there since I was nine. And you've been there quite a bit? So yeah, like four or five times a year from when I was 11. So I've spent probably a year or so in total in New York. Wow. In the city? Yeah. yeah. In, uh, first he lived... Um, like around Soho, which I loved. Dang. Then uh, they got like kicked out of their apartment. So they moved to the Upper East Side, which I really don't like as much, but um, it's still like so central and so yeah. cool. So when I can visit, you know, I stay on their couch, I have a fun time, um, but it's just very, New York is so intense. So I go for like a week and then I got to go again. Yeah, I feel the same way. But like New York is like the one place in the US that is extremely like, I will always go back there. You know, it's like home for a lot of people, even though you don't live there. And there's always so much to do, like 24-7, 24-7. And there's and the the LGBTQ scene there is incredible. Oh like, my gosh. Yeah. One of my favorite things to do in New York is go to drag brunch. Like I'm sure they have it in other cities, but they have some amazing drag brunches and you just like have a super trashy, unhealthy brunch, yep. but it's so much fun. And you're kind of in this <laughs> uh, like dingy basement, but it's just, it's just great. And you laugh like the whole morning. It's incredible. And yep. people are crazy in New York. I, every time I go to drag bars in New York, it's like, oh, I wish this was everywhere. Yeah, because yeah. the the energy is incredible, and like all the drag queens that come out of there that go on to like RuPaul and all the shows, like yeah. it's just the center the center of it. It is so, yep. so especially um, for comedy, which is like I I think that's the most fun to watch. Yeah. But um, okay, well, speaking of LGBT, congrats on your new merch. Thank you so much. I love it so much. It's so cool. <laughs> awesome. Um, I, I've been like tracking yours because. Somehow in the U.S. especially, there's a huge backup in the um, production facilities due to COVID. And I'm like, come on, send it, send it. Yeah. Because <laughs> like I had a hoodie that was like the hoodie from hell. Yeah. Yep. And like, it was so funny how all that happened. It was just like, it's never going to get here. My neighbor stole it though. What? What do you yeah. mean? Yeah. Like it got delivered to the house. Like I, I called USPS, who's like our postal yeah. service. And I was just like, hey, like, I know you guys have GPS tracking for when you drop stuff off. Let me yeah. know where this is at. And they were like, it was dropped off and delivered and received at this address. <laughs> and I went and knocked on their door and they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. 
Oh my god. I'm like, it's so probably in your house. It. I guess that's yeah. a good sign. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's get more so merch I'm for like you. Giving this away. <laughs> no, they liked it. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought it was so funny. I'm like, wow, I guess he's getting a free sweatshirt out of all this. Oh <laughs> like, my god. Yeah. Hey, thanks for making it this far into the pod. Do you have any burning questions for me or for maybe for a future guest? Well, now's your chance. Go ahead and submit to questions at seat1atravels.com. Shoot us an email with your questions, maybe some advice, suggestions, anything you want. Submit it to questions at seat1atravels.com. At the end of each episode, myself and my guests will go through the emails we receive and we will have a cute little Q&A section. Hope you're enjoying the podcast for now. I appreciate you listening and don't forget to tell your friends and enjoy your coffee or whatever you're doing on this wonderful Wednesday morning. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of the episode. So you said you, you and Oscar will probably get back to full-time traveling or no, you think so? Um, Depending on like the climate. Yeah. I mean, you live in Arizona. Have you grown up in Arizona? I'm born and raised here. Yeah. Wow. So you might not really know the feeling of having such drastic swings between summer and winter as we have in Sweden. Because in summer, uh, Sweden, is, Sweden is paradise. But in the winter, it is l- like as close to hell as I can imagine. It's always dark, always raining, just miserable. Like, because we live far enough south that we don't really get much snow anymore. And I, I go. I come here for like one or two weeks over Christmas, and I just cannot wait to go because the darkness just like draws the soul out of you, and it's so horrible. Because I wish I could, you know, I, enjoy being here year round. But yeah, yeah, I I think that you know October, November, December to March, we pretty much have having the luxury to leave. It, like I can't imagine why we would. You should, Stay you should here, you know? absolutely and go somewhere yeah. cool like Bali or something. Yes. Um, Bali and so which is, I'm still explore. so sad. I didn't get to go. To Bali. And the funniest thing is that when you texted me that you decided to go to Italy instead, I was um, like, Ugh. yeah, and it's like, Oh, that's safe. And then Italy got hit so much worse than Bali. Well, I haven't even heard much about Bali. Like, have you yeah, heard anything? Like, almost nothing has happened when we were there. When we left, the first case had been reported in Bali. Now, I, you know, I don't think that they were necessarily testing people very thoroughly and stuff. So I'm sure it was around. Yeah. And I don't think it would have been fun to stay because like most places closed because yeah. there were no tourists. But um, for, you know, until midway through March, it was perfectly fine. It was nice. Um, that is so weird. Yeah, it was definitely not like because we were sitting there. And there, there was also like cognitive dissonance because everything seemed so normal. And then I talked to my family on the phone in New York and in Sweden. And they'd be like, Europe is falling apart. Everyone is closing their borders. And I'm like, we're just like, what is happening? But then yeah. we still decided, you know, you're just, it's more comfortable from a safety perspective to be home. So, and that flight you got home. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't bad. But I was like, I was like, what what will there be? What options will there be? So there was Qatar business classes. I was like, you know, this is good. As always. But, um, but I've flown it too many times. <laughs> so I was like, what else is there? And then I was like, well, there's Lufthansa first class space tomorrow. Do we want to go tomorrow? So then it was like that crazy anxious moment where you're just like, are we gonna throw two months of planned travel just aside and 
take this what felt like such an over dramatic leap just to go home and you know at that point still it was like is this really just a big media frenzy um yeah but i think that's what you the, told me you were yeah, like is it just but, media but then it was like wait <laughs> we need to go home <laughs> i know i know yeah it was like just in a few days it changed so quickly yeah uh you know especially in europe and the u.s so yeah i'm i'm very happy with that decision and looking back at that as my last flight i took before before this hiatus i was like mm, i'm so happy with yeah that. i'm so happy for you too because i think my last flight was on a southwest jet yeah so <laughs> nothing glamorous at all <laughs> exactly oh we should say it was lufthansa e380 first class which is why it was so 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 nice did you did you make a video of that or no uh, i did but the i the thing is the flight was completely full in every cabin and I feel like normally in first, in first class, I'm, yeah, and that's like unheard of. So normally in first class, I'm super comfortable recording. But what happens when first class is full, I get the least comfortable recording because I'm like, now I have all these people who are paying like $10,000 for this ticket. And here I am like, hey, guys, the food stinks. <laughs> and it's just like, I can't, I can't just say that. So in the end, unfortunately, the video, the footage I got isn't great because like I just dared to vlog in the bathroom and be like, this is my meal. Oh my so, God. Um, so that's the, that's the struggle sometimes. But then like the joy, you know, when a flight is empty, it's like the best feeling ever. Not, yeah. not just because, oh, I'm going to get better service, but now I can say whatever I want, speak loudly. And for us, it makes such a big you. difference. So, yeah. Um, I'm probably going to publish that video with some like nice voiceovers and stuff, but um, it, it's not quite as epic as it could have been. Right. But still, I mean, at least you got to experience it and like exactly. you got to do it. And that was kind of like the last hurrah for you and the whole COVID deal yeah. and for, yep. for a while at least. Yeah. And it was Oscar's first time in Lufthansa first class. And like when I flew oh, really? for the first time, yeah. And I flew it for the first time three years ago. And then it was just by far the best flight I'd ever taken. And I was like, oh my God, everyone I know needs to experience this. I want to take my... <laughs> family i want to take oscar but then you remember that it's first class and even with the miles it's so so expensive. so expensive i know so you just you never really like find the chance or you never like when you can get a business class product that's pretty good you you rarely find the chance especially when i'm like the one with the u.s citizenship so i get all the points when i have to pay for someone else in first class too that almost never happens, but yeah. yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad we had the chance to do it now. Yeah, you got really lucky. And that's much better, honestly, than Qatar business class, because it's like, yeah. you've done it, and this is like, light years better. But Exactly. But it was uh, cool, it was a cool thing, because everyone on the flight was obviously like, escaping, quote unquote, too. So we spoke to, when we were walking to the gate, we got, Lufthansa's ground service is like amazing so we got escorted from the lounge to the gate and there was this one other young girl who was flying first class too and we were like no what is your story and she's like yeah I was studying in Australia and I'm just taking this you know I just decided to take a last second flight home when everything is falling apart and I was like hmm I'm so interested and I'm sure that's people What's how people story? feel about us as well but I'm like who's this student flying first class all the way from Australia <laughs> yeah I don't know did, did you go from Sydney is that where you took off from uh no we went from Bali she went from Sydney so uh, oh, okay. this was like the this was the um Bangkok to Frankfurt like Bangkok so we were okay I was like yeah. where did you take off from like dang yeah yeah but um yeah wow so that was nice and I was glad I got Thailand is the last stop um 
that's like I always recommend people go there um, among their first places in Asia just because the food and the people everything is just so amazing and also that being the last stop and eating Thai food in the Thai Airways lounge is like the perfect kind of ending (laughs) I'm so jealous (laughs) because that sounds incredible right now I haven't even had like a lick of Thai food in months Mm. I miss Thai food so much there's nowhere there's no Thai food here that's like that good so yeah in the in the desert (laughs) (laughs) exactly really there's like Swedes love Thai food and Sweden has like quite a special connection to Thailand because the king of Sweden is like best friends with the king of Thailand so there's a lot of there's a king of Sweden yeah I mean he's like super um no one really talks about him he just exists and there's a royal family but they don't really have any power they're just no Queen Elizabeth no definitely not (laughs) um so yeah he and the king of Thailand are like very close so there's a lot of weird ties between Sweden and Thailand, but um, I would there's never thought that Thai restaurants everywhere. Like just the town where I live outside Gothenburg, there's like 30,000 people and we have like two or three Thai restaurants, um, but none of them are good. That's the problem. So that's the sucky one, part. There's one good Thai restaurant or there's one good like Asian restaurant in the city that has two Thai dishes. They have pad Thai and red curry. So I just, I just actually went there for lunch today and it's so nice to get to feel like the one authentic like, <laughs> meal when you're like, right. this is how it's supposed to taste. Yeah. Like takeout is like not doing it for me. Like I like will order like takeout Thai food or takeout anything. And I'm just like, ugh, <laughs> it just isn't the same. So I like started to learn how to make it at home. I was like, yeah. maybe if I watch some like authentic YouTube videos, maybe I'll like figure out how they do it. It's not the same yeah. skill. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because you need the ingredients as well. Yeah. It just tastes so different. And that magic touch. Exactly. There's something. And I'm guessing the magic touch is just more oil, oil and sugar than we dare to put in. Like, that's always the thing. When I'm at home, I'm like, it can't possibly be, be this much oil. And but they're then, like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're like, not, not, not done yet. So okay. It's <laughs> so much oil. I yeah. remember like when I was at the um, in Singapore at a hawker station one time. I was in line to get some noodles and I look over and I was like, oh, look, they're doing stir fry. And I was like, wait, <laughs> how much oil did like, I just put in that wok? Yeah. Like, it's like a soup it that is. they fry it in. Crazy. It's crazy. But, um, but that, yeah, that's why it's so good. And then yeah. once you know, you just got to pretend like you don't know. You just eat it and you're like, I'm sure this place <laughs> is healthier than the one it's I saw. Fine. <laughs> I feel better yeah. about myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, okay. So what are like, if let's say like COVID just like disappears in Mm -hmm. 2021, what are like your biggest goals for next year? If you have any. Oh, wow. In 2021. Well, um, Oscar and I are actually looking at buying a house. Uh, we've been looking like since last summer, it's it's so so random because I'm like, we want to continue full-time travel, but we also want a house. Um, but it's for a variety of reasons. Obviously, if you buy the right house, it's a good investment. So just keeping your money in a house instead of a bank account is yeah. generally good. Um, and right now when we come home, since we've been traveling since we were 19, we still stay at my mom because she has like a relatively nice house with a garden and stuff. So and Oscar's family lives in an apartment so we still have like plenty of space here and stuff um so we come and stay here but obviously at 23 it starts being like well we kind of want our own space and our just somewhere to put all our stuff and then when we come home um 
you know, from our travels, we can take a week like break between different trips and just come home and rewind. And also the fun thing about having an own house when you travel all the time is that you can buy stuff on your trips, like, you know, cool tapestries and yeah. all these things to put in your house. But I can't just buy some random bowl in like Uganda and put it in my mom's house. She's <laughs> like, what the hell is this? So uh, you can so, have yeah. like an archive. <laughs> yeah. So we've been working so hard on that because um, I, as I mean, I'm very picky for you can tell from my reviews. I'm like, our budget is not huge, but still I'm like so picky. So we can't really find anything that's like, rightfully um, so. Yeah. So, so basically we've decided, okay, we'll probably, you know, build our own house. Now we have to find the right property. So it's so much, it takes so like long just to figure this stuff out, how it works. And no one in my family has like built their own house before. So this is a big project we're working on and we're thinking summer 2021 is when we'll have our house. Hopefully that's exciting, at least, you know, and I'll have like somewhere where I can keep my camera <laughs> and I don't have to put it away every time after I finished a video, yeah. home, for example. So yeah, yeah, it's exciting to, to start, you know, having a place of our own and at least we can spend the months that we have in Sweden there and then maybe rent it out or do Airbnb. Whatever. Yeah. I was going to ask you if you're going to do that because, uh, my friend uh, Ryan and Shelby, they I met them at uh, the Kara and Nate party. Yeah. And they were like, oh, yeah, we accidentally bought a house. I was like, you accidentally <laughs> you bought a accidentally house? Because <laughs> they were like, well, it was cheaper than renting. Like, they're going to rent it out while they're gone. But, like, yep. not, not to make money, but to just basically cover, like, mortgage costs. Exactly. So that yep. way you can just have it there and not worry about it. And then maybe, like, I think you probably have to hire somebody to come clean it and exactly. all of that. But it's 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 a very good investment, and like I feel like travelers, that's like scary to people who travel full time. Yeah, but it makes it sense. Like buying a house feels like it means you're settling down, but it's it tying totally you down. Doesn't have to. Yeah, and as long as you you don't have too high a mortgage, then hopefully you can balance the finances, and as you said, you can rent it out. And what what I really want to do because well, okay, I'm not promising this, but. Uh, since like since Oscar and I travel so much, it would be so fun to have our own kind of Airbnb and put like a tiny little cottage on our property because uh-huh. we want to. Um, if I'm gonna live in Sweden, like I need to be by a lake, so we want to have like a little house by the lake, and then we can have people come and stay with us, and then we can make some money, but also, you know, experience what it's like to be on the other other side. Of side. Because I think it will give us a bit more for perspective. Especially that would be to so cool. Instant. The criticism. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, well, maybe I can uh, get a taste of my own medicine here, I guess. Exactly. That I would actually like a, be super cool. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I love so, that. Uh, we'll see. Oh, it's okay. So buying a house, that's a, a huge goal. Yeah. Um, what about like for airlines or anything you want to try out? Anything in mind? So um, anything that exists I just think still? everything is so kind of uncertain right now. Um, so I, I haven't really let myself plan anything or think of any specific concepts more than just um, planning trips that I want to take like with my friends and stuff. Yeah. Um, so I still haven't really decided like 2020 and depending on when we can start traveling again, I think it will look very different. But um, yeah, you know, it would be, I really think it would be fun to do more um, informational type videos, not like um, education on YouTube, but sharing behind the scenes in a 
way that hasn't been done before. Like what it's like to be a flight attendant for this airline yeah. and kind of going undercover with a flight attendant and maybe exposing airlines that don't treat their employees too well and that kind of stuff. Um, more yeah. <clears throat> more uh, Shane Dawson documentary-esque, you know? <laughs> that would be sickening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I hope so. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if you would get that person fired or not <laughs> yeah exactly but like maybe if they're on their way out then you can kind of make a series that would be super cool exactly that's a, yeah. that's a great idea there's so many things that make it complicated when you're talking about travel and companies and other countries and stuff like that um but yeah i think there's so many like untold stories from the industry that could be just fun to share and i love um i love drama and i love meeting other people who <laughs> who uh, who have like very interesting stories so we'll yeah see. We'll that see. that sounds interesting then i think you'll you have your work <laughs> cut out for you <laughs> <laughs> exactly um yeah. i think the only thing i can think of really for myself is just trying the new q suite on guitar the 787 oh yeah we don't even know what that looks like yet i'm it's, checking every day like same i literally looked yesterday and i was like okay so they're still they still have aluminum foil on the windows and they're still in victorville so clearly we have nothing um but that's literally the only thing that i can think Um, of there well the triple seven x is slightly delayed but it it might be around by next year by the end of next year so We'll see then might be something fun things to try. Remember that weird business class mock-up that they had, like the three seats in the middle. Yeah. That's I like do it. you know what year it is? Have you seen Q Suite? <laughs> yeah, right. I hate it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, I, I kinda wanna like I had such a fantastic experience on my Q Suite flight, but I kinda wanna share it with somebody else. Like yes. you've phoned Q Suite many times. But yeah. I mean I've only done it once and I was shocked at how awesome mm-hmm. it is because i wasn't expecting it the only thing that turned me off was like I, it felt really rushed when we were boarding yeah and then the flight attendant like kind of yelled at me yeah i mean that that sucks because that has never happened to me on Qatar. and i mean i guess it's just about like yeah i don't know what the circumstances were but once i always find that if i take like three flights in a row on Qatar, that's when you really the more flights you take in a row, the more you kind of experience it because you see the consistency and you yeah. see that hopefully like next time you fly, you'd have a normal gate instead of a bus and you wouldn't have right. someone yell at you and said you'd have a great experience and then it just gets better and better. So yeah. Well, the, I mean, my A380 flight was superb. Like yeah. it was, and I was in economy and I yeah, was just exactly. like, what is happening? Yeah. Like uh, when I got on there, cause I actually went up to the first class check-in desk cause all the other lines are full and the lady was like, mm-hmm. just come here. So I was like, okay so (laughs) i was like do you guys have any availability in business like i would love to upgrade if you have any anything and she goes no completely full but we have an entirely empty economy upstairs cabin wow and i was like i'll take it yeah so but that's people don't think to ask to change seats at check-in even experienced flyers like when just when i was flying home from bali now the first leg there was only a word space in economy from bali to bangkok and we like when we booked just one day before the cabin looked almost empty. I was like, this is fine. There won't be anyone flying. Yeah. Then the next day, cause everyone was trying to escape Bali. The entire flight was sold out. And I was like, Oh no, now we're going oh, to be no. 
it's like a four hour flight and i was like if there's and and the connecting flight is in first class so it's just like first of all we could have got business class on this flight for the same price if there had been a word space so that's frustrating yeah but then i was like there has to be some way so i asked the check-in do you have you know do you have any upgrades it doesn't hurt to ask they said no it's full in business as well but we do have like the paid bulkhead seats available so they're like it's $30 if you want to upgrade and no one has reserved bulkheads so we're like on a four-hour flight duh that's a no-brainer yeah, so yeah we upgraded to the bulkhead the entire row across on the triple seven was empty and just behind us the entire like there was not an <laughs> empty seat on the rest of the plane i was like if we hadn't asked we would have been stuck back there yeah our social distancing galore our whole row is and empty. you're like and i get and room yeah yeah so just never it never hurts to ask even if never. You it, you're not happy with your seat or whatever yeah i always do almost every time like no matter what even if it's on like a really short flight i'm still just kind of like i gotta ask is there room you know like why not because it getting an upgrade is always a good feeling exactly even if it's to move upstairs on the a380 that was like for me because <laughs> Actually, I checked on what is that? What it's been so long since I've used it. What is that called? Expo that, flyer. Yeah, you knew. Yeah. <laughs> um, the entire upstairs was blocked. Yeah. So then they were just like, "Oh yeah, here you go." So it was like me and then like one other person in the very wow. back. So the whole and the E three eighty upper deck. You have those storage compartments next to you. That makes the economy experience at least as good as premium. Premium. Economy. You just change decks so like yeah yeah it's, but it's i feel like qatar's economy is literally like a mini business class like it just doesn't <laughs> even feel like economy at all tell the ceo that that's what he thinks he's very proud to say <laughs> we don't need premium economy our economy is premium economy. well <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> that's what yeah. the flight attendant said i was <laughs> like because i she was asking me she was like oh like you're lucky you get the whole upstairs like uh, whatever and i was like oh yeah like i tried to get business but there was no availability she goes don't worry, I'll take care of you. It's better than business. <laughs> I was like, wow. okay. And it, she was amazing. Like those flight attendants are just so incredible. Yeah, they work so, so hard. But like, yeah, if you get to take someone on a Q3 flight, yeah, it's just the most- The double bed. Ever. Yeah, although take if it's like among their first flights in business class, I wouldn't take them on Q3 because then they're ruined. Like- my mom, when I surprised her with a, a flight oh, yeah. last year, that was only her second flight in a live flat seat ever. So she tried SAS, which was like fine, but then she tried Q suite and obviously everything was amazing. Yeah. So her connecting flight was in the Apex suite on Oman Air, which is like pretty much the second best bi- kind of business class layout in the world. Yeah. And she was just pointing out all the flaws. She was like, this is not close, it's good. I was like, damn it, if only we tried it in the other order, if I'd worked you you know worked my way up to this a bit better wean up to that because it seriously is like wow the seat is literally hand-stitched leather like it's incredible and yeah Yeah. no that is so funny though because uh steven my boyfriend steven has never flown business class like Mm. he's never been on life flat business like (laughs) that's what i'm thinking i'm like hey i just found really cheap flights to bali in november on qatar and he's like let's book it Mm. so Because, like, I'm so happy with the progression I managed with Oscar, which was half intentional because the first business class he ever flew was Iceland Air, which is just like a recliner. So to him, he was like, wow, this is amazing. But obviously it was, you know, just a tiny, tiny taste of what you can get. 
the next tea flu was United's old like Oof. business house with four in the middle. <laughs> and then he was also like on the triple seven. Yeah, or it was a seven four seven. So he was oh, like, iconic. Uh, yeah, but he was like, "This is amazing life I see." Like he was so shook, and I just kept working my way up slowly and slowly. Uh, so he never got that Smart. feeling of like, "Oh, this is worse than what I tried before." So then, when he finally tried Q Suite after like two and a half years, then he realized, "Okay, this is what Dan's been talking about." This is what business class <laughs> is supposed to be like. Exactly. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> Okay, well, on that note, let's take a little break for a second. But once everything is back to normal, we could plan to take a flight together. It would be so much fun. Um, yeah, for real. It's always easier to take a short flight. And that's, again, why I say that Europe is so much easier because here it's like a five-hour flight to the Middle East. That's kind of manageable, know. you know? Yeah. But instead of having to – and it's easier to plan around that than planning around uh, – 12 hour flight because then you're really like on the other oh. side of the world and it's like yeah, okay committed so what now yeah. well for me it's really easy to like get to london london's like yeah. my like i always go there British Airways. yeah oh yeah it's our one flight a day we get from phoenix yeah. so i mean didn't you fly here once um yeah i've connected in phoenix but that was like american airlines economy so oh, it yeah. wasn't at all anything glamorous um, no nothing is here <laughs> I, I think is there like panda express or something at the airport i we had some like one of those like really non-authentic chinese fast food like probably way things i think that's all <laughs> that's, there is that's what i remember yeah yeah well we just got like our first real lounge here like it's, a, it's an amex centurion lounge no. Oh, congrats. Yes, I yeah. know that was opening. Actually. I know. Thank God. <laughs> I was like, whew. All right, Dan, thank you so much for being with me today on the podcast. It was so nice thank talking you with you. Yeah. yeah, I love this just casual ranting. I hope that everyone listening <laughs> found the ranting somewhat valuable. I'm sure there's stuff to distill in this, at least from the mindset of frequent travelers and stuff. But Yeah, uh, that's, that's like kind of like the whole point of the podcast. So I think we did a good job. But Awesome. What is your uh, your social stuff people can follow you at? Like, what's your Instagram? So, well, my main platform is YouTube, and that's where I'm nonstop Dan. On every other platform, I'm the nonstop Dan, so you can check me out there. Um, and, uh, yes, please Perfect. check out my Lufthansa A380 first class review whenever that comes <laughs> You guys got the sneak peek behind the scenes of that on this platform. Exactly. You get to know why the video is so strange. Hopefully, it won't seem strange. <laughs> I'm sure when people, many of my videos, well, yeah, many of my videos, people probably don't realize just how chaotic it was trying to put it together. If the flight was full, it's just like desperate attempts to make it make sense. You know? That's okay. May need a disclaimer or two. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, yeah. guys, thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and I will see you guys later. See ya. Hello.